We're back for our second summer break of the year. Uh, we've missed a few races, but we're back and we're going to cover this weekend's action from the Singapore Airlines Singapore Grand Prix and possibly a little mention to Zanfort and Monza as well. Tom and Nick, welcome back. You missed chatting about F1? Yes. <laughs> oh, we talked over each other at the same time. Oh, you know, our motivation maybe has dipped. Oh, certainly mine has with Formula 1 this year just because there's not a battle for the championship. But these recent rounds have been far more entertaining than anticipated. Mm. Yeah, it has been. Very interesting for a change. Bad weather at quite a lot of races this year. And that was, Zandvoort was extreme weather at various different oh. points of the weekend and various different points <laughs> of the race. That was just funny. Start on slicks, and before you've even finished the lap, it's like, mm, that was wrong. <laughs> of course, that was uh, expertly won by Max Verstappen. But there was a few. Really? I think that was his first. Liam Lawson, I'm pretty sure, overtook him in that race yes. as well. Which was That's impressive. my defining yeah. memory. Which is very impressive. Yeah, so we've had a newbie in the cars the past few rounds as well, Liam Lawson is uh, back because Daniel Ricciardo broke his hand at Zandvoort. So he's been made his F1 debut at Zandvoort and has raced the past three rounds. Been very impressed with him as well. Mm. Yeah, the man who probably should have had that seat in the first place. I mean, before De Vries. Mm, yes, that's a good point. He's been racing the Super Formula this year instead. Mm-hmm. She's got this crazy gap between the penultimate round and the final round. It means he can do Formula 1. Mm. And he's, uh, he's rather shown everyone up, basically. He's been in that team so far mm. this year. I think he's been done spectacularly mm. well in his first few rounds. Based on the form of these three races, I would prefer him over Ricardo in that seat. Is that controversial? Uh, I think one thing that has gone in his favour is the fact that the car has improved over the last two rounds. So it's no longer the slowest car on the grid. Um... But yeah, he's definitely done very well with it because not only has he looked good, he's been beating Yuki. Yeah, that's the key thing. Doesn't help when Yuki's car blows up before he even takes a start in Monza and then uh, ah, yes, true. Sergio Perez decides to murder him. What one in Singapore? <laughs> so who knows what Yuki could have done? Who knows? Mm. So after Zandvoort, obviously we're at Monza, which we got the first tease the season really that someone else might win a race apart from a Red Bull Sainz is on pole and away I think about 13 laps before the inevitable happened I thought it was a really exciting start and end to the race I think if you maybe knew the result going into the highlights or something like this or fast forward to some bits it would be quite it'd be easy to forgive that that was a straightforward event but Certainly mm. at the start, it felt like inevitable that Max would get passed, but it took a bit longer than I, I expected. And so yeah. that was a pleasant surprise. And, I, and Science was just driving the whole race in his mirrors. Very impressive. Yeah, it was good to see as well that there was um, fighting going on all down the grid. There seemed to be... Uh, no one was being held up by team orders, is what I'm getting at. Yes, that's true. And also Monza lends itself well to sort of these, these packs. Mm. And I think if you had certain cars with 
certain setups, uh, looking at you, Alex Albon, <laughs> for high-end top speed. It negated the DRS, which meant it took a while for people to overtake or some people couldn't, and I quite yeah. liked it. Perez said, said after the race, oh, it was really difficult to overtake the Ferraris because the DRS effect wasn't so strong. And I'm thinking, mm, yeah, I wonder, what if DRS wasn't as strong? <laughs> yes. Plus, because it took him a while to get past Sainz and look at that at the end. And it took forever to overtake every car because he backed out of almost every move he tried to go for. <laughs> well, well, there, there is to... that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the downfall is Chico Perez continued, unfortunately. Couldn't it in this mm. weekend as well? Mm. It wasn't great all round. No. Well, we, uh, is there any more of you guys those two races that we missed? No, just Monza was entertaining and the inevitable happened, but it still, yeah, it wasn't as clear cut as it people perhaps thought it was. That entertaining yeah. for me. Just on a personal thing, it was great to see the Ferraris battle into the end as well for that final spot. Oh, wasn't it hairy at times? Yeah. But yeah, it was just about respectful. <laughs> so. One of them wasn't so much. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Leclerc had it at one point and ran wide on his own. <laughs> Going into the opening chicane, he had actually had made the move at last, but oh, just ran wide and Sainz got the cut back and it was... There was no gap, there was no air between the cars, I'm sure of it, at one point. Mm. Yeah, but without if there were team orders at that point, it would have been um, much, uh, yeah, a lot duller. Yeah, exactly. On to Singapore then. Um, always a slightly strange track. When uh, Mercedes were dominating, it was a few years where they were nowhere. Remember, was it the, That's right. the subway was getting blamed one mm-hmm. year for interfering with the electronics and everything? So yeah, slightly bizarre track. And Red Bull expected this for the weakest circuit of the year, and it proved that way. Qualifying got off of a bang with Lance Stroll binning it on his final run at the final corner, got over the curb on exit and uh, lost control and smashed up his car and missing the race as well. Yeah, because that was medical reasons, I believe, rather than that the car wouldn't be ready. Yes. it didn't feel too great, but I don't think there was mm. anything specific. Oh, no, he just um, said he woke up and just didn't feel good. And I, mm. I think that's good that he didn't race. Because too many people would just be jumping the car and see what happens, but then you're endangering other people if you're not quite right. Mike Crack came out. <clears throat> Sorry, Mike Crack <laughs> came out uh, today, I think it was. Or it, might, or it probably was on the weekend, but it's been published today of... Mm. Uh, how that just shows that crash shows how committed Stroll is. He's right up there. Uh, not sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's not had a good season. No, but that that move or that incident cost Oscar Piastri. He was out in Q one. Yeah, uh, we then get Max Verstappen blocking everyone that can in Q two, and uh, mm-hmm. gets which is allowed apparently. Gets two reprimands, no good penalties somehow, and blocks an order. Parked in a pit lane. Yeah. That the pit lane one was 5,000 euros. Dollars. Mm. Yeah. It was very the Sonoda one for me. That was a very clear block. And, uh, yeah. Was it Alpha Tari didn't get called up to the stewards? 
Yes. Oh, the dads just didn't uh, go. <laughs> uh, no, they weren't invited to the studio. Oh, they weren't. Oh, I thought they just elected no. not to. No, but even if they didn't go, which they didn't, it, the stewards still have the information and they decided on a reprimand rather than anything else, which I don't agree with personally, but never mind. Mm. It sets a precedent for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to be paying attention to this because if anything else happens, we go, oh, well, apparently it's just a reprimand. <laughs> yep. Well, both Checo Perez and Max Verstappen missed out in Q2. Both Red Bulls out. Liam Lawson nicked through and knocked out the reigning world champion, which is probably, um, he's probably getting a bollocking off a helmet Marco right now. <laughs> Where's, yeah. someone, some, someone fire up the quote generator. Where's helmet? <laughs> mm. I don't think. What's he going to say this time? I don't think he's allowed out in public anymore. Probably uh, not this. for a while. No. Did you know he's not a uh, Red Bull employee? That's amazing that. <laughs> yes, I, I saw that. Yes. Is he not? He's is not... he just a freelancer then or something? He's not an employee, he's just a director. <laughs> oh, right. But you can be a director without being employed. He is he's an advisor to Red Bull, the company, not the racing team. Hmm. Some rubbish. Like that. Some loophole. Yeah. Because he he's getting paid, right? Oh, it must Someone. be. It must be, yeah. Yeah. He gets his passes approved. The accreditation process for Formula 1 must be quite strict. So they must think he's an employee. <laughs> and uh, the FIA gave him a... I think it was a warning. I can't remember right. what, what yes. the official terminology was, but I think it was like a warning, a reminder of his responsibilities after he's... Uh, Checo Perez is lazy and unconcentrated because he's South American comment. Which, he's not lazy. He's not South American. Slight, yes, yes, slightly yes, incompetent. He's not South American. <laughs> mm. But yes, so he's, he's had a spin in qualifying. Dead. The, yeah. The uh, Red Bull was terrible. I know it's fun to watch though. It looked really leery around every corner. Max was complaining in practice wasn't he, about downshifts and upshifts. I never really understand quite what he means with. It. Is it that they're not smooth enough? Is it because they're locking the brakes and the braking? Not, not yeah. Sure. But uh, unacceptable yes. was the word. Yeah, was. it always is with him, though, isn't it? <laughs> They're simply lovely, all right, unacceptable. <laughs> and then Q3, Carlos Sainz took pole from Russell Leclerc, Norris, Hamilton, Magnussen, Hulkenberg, two Haskins in the top ten again. Big surprise. And mm. Yeah, William Lawson and P10, very impressive. Even bigger surprise. Yeah. Science was on form from I think Leclerc was fastest in one of the practice sessions and Science was qu- quicker in the in the other two and he just carried that on into qualifying. Superb, but it was extraordinarily close between the top three. It was. Yeah, I think Russell really pulled one out of the bag. Mm. Hamilton um, didn't. No. But there's a but, nice uh, whisker between the top three. Then. I'll be interested to see how Piastri gets on next race though as well. Because he only had half the upgrades that Lando did. Oh, right. And a stroll to deal with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was sort of out of position. Mm. Very much so. Pre-race, uh, Martin Brundle dinged Oscar Piastri in an absolutely <laughs> horrendous interview moment. Uh, he saw uh, Espan Ocon and it was Ocon's birthday, so he wanted to wish him happy birthday. Is that what it was? Yeah. I've only seen the out-of-context yeah. clip. 
Yes, I mean, it was just that he was get, wanted to wish him happy birthday as he went past and then was going to carry on talking to Piastri, but Piastri was just like, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did a... But even so, he was in the middle of answering the question when he just started shouting at Esteban. <laughs> he did apologise on Twitter to, 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 to yeah. Dan Martin, so... Or X, right. apologies. Elon. Yes, I was going to correct you oh, there, and I thought I won't be a pedant. <laughs> you did it to yourself. It, it's it's Twitter. The thing is, yes. if you type in x.com, it takes you to twitter.com. So uh, mm. he's clearly not mm-hmm. completed all his rebranding exercises. As, uh, Normally when you Karen. rebrand something, you do that before you launch. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. Yep. Anyway. Okay, on to the race. And it's Carlos Sainz from Paul. He keeps the lead and Charles Leclerc starts on the soft tires when everyone else is on the medium. Finds only the two Red Bulls and is it is just the two Red Bulls are on the hards, I think, at the start. I think Joe's Bottas, and Bottas. Might be. Yeah, yep. and Joe's a soft, but he pits on lap one to get on the hards, which was strange. Ah, didn't realise. And Leclerc was on soft for the first stint, wasn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Leclerc gets a better start than Russell. He uh, gets himself up second. Hamilton gets a great launch and gets around the outside of Lando Norris. He then tries to go around the outside of Russell, but there's no space, so he goes off the runoff and keeps both positions. Uh, it takes a while, but he gives the positions back to Russell and then, then gives the place to Lando Norris, which I don't agree with, but I'll, I'll let you guys chime in here. Should he have let Norris go? Well, apparently he was advised that it would be in his best interest to um, rather than him making that decision, but I don't know. I can see it both ways. He was past Lando, but as Lando says, if he knows he has no intention of trying to take the corner, he can always break later. But um, I get that, but my view of it is this. Well, first of all, I was a bit annoyed he didn't give it back to Russell immediately. So I think that yes. cost the team time uh, because Russell could have been a back, on the back of the Ferraris. Uh, but he said he had to wait for three laps in the dirty air and all this. Uh, how, how, or however long it was. Sorry if that number is not precise. I just felt like they robbed uh, Russell of some speed there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Norris's point is correct if Lewis just went straight on at the corner, but he didn't. He did turn mm-hmm. in. He did make the majority of the corner, and he only goes off the runoff once there's clearly no space after the apex. Yeah, uh, I know he's on the outside line, so he doesn't technically clip the traditional apex. But it's not like he's missed the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that sounds like very difficult to describe. No, he does but go in, off in, in speed terms, after he the corner would stay on track. The only reason he goes off track is there's like no to space because Russell yes. doesn't leave him room. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought him by rights he made the corner. He just bailed on an additional overtake. Yeah. So for me, it's annoying that he didn't give it back quicker. I don't think there was a debate there to Russell, but I don't think he had to give it back mm. to Norris. I understand Norris is in the heat at the moment and he didn't have replays like we do. And he's also bargaining to the stewards as well. It's all part of the play and the strategy, isn't it? But I, I think Mercedes folded to the Merck. At McLaren viewpoint there, unless the stewards have gone, oh, well, we're going to do something, heads up. I don't know the full context. I, I, uh, I, I think he would have been fine 
in form. Yeah, I do think the uh, the team were told by the race director that it would be referred to the stewards if they didn't give it back. It doesn't necessarily mean the stewards would tell them to give it back. Mm. Nine um, times out of ten, it does mean that, though, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I do agree with both of you, but at the same time, if you go around the outside on that corner on the first lap, you're always pushed off wide. Yes, that's true. So, it's, is he being crafty and just... Well, probably. Doing like an Alonso type thing where it's just, oh, I could have made the corner but and then going off, but... Alonso yeah. Russia. <laughs> exactly. I definitely think there's an element of that for Russell, but I, th- I think he's way... He's several car lengths ahead of Norris and completely mm-hmm. side by side with Russell at that point. It's not... Like, he's ahead of Norris way before the entry to the corner. At uh, the turning point, sorry. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that would... I see what you're saying, Nick. I just think it would have been fine. Got Ferrari. Anyway, there's more of this shenanigans later on. Yeah. We've got Ferrari 1-2 then, the first portion of the race. Uh, they're controlling the, p- the pace at the front to keep the pack bunched up together. So they don't want to give uh, the Red Bulls a chance later on in the race, I think, is what they were saying. Mm. Uh, they didn't want to give them a gap to put into, which was very smart. And uh, it's very clever, but it does make it a tad boring to watch. Yes. Mm. I'm glad I didn't watch this portion live. I watched it on delay, oh. so I fast-forwarded through chunks of mm-hmm. nothingness. Because uh, there wasn't many overtakes. Yes, there's about start. an hour of that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Logan Sargent, I don't think we're going to see him next year, if I'm totally honest. Uh, he bends it at turn eight, was his front wing. Drags it all around the track and the amount of debris on circuit brings out the safety car. I thought that was very strange because I, I I just felt like the call was too late and I'm not in that room. I don't know the person. It felt like to me that the entire field had already gone past all the sections of broken bits before the safety car was called. <laughs> Could be wrong there. I have to go back and watch. So safety car, signs pits and keeps the lead. Charles Clerk tries to hold up the pack and ends up screwing himself out of second. Um, <laughs> by the yeah, time he true. gets in the pits, he gets stuck behind Lewis Hamilton because the Mercedes are double stacking. And uh, Lando Norris gets ahead of him. As does... Or George Russell gets ahead of him, doesn't he? I don't know if Lando does. And Yeah, Norris did and as the, well. Yeah. They both did. Lando as well, yeah. Fair enough. And so Red Bulls don't pit. They, they stay out and uh, that's a race screwed essentially with that safety car. So, well, if they'd have got another safety car, wouldn't it be not so bad? Uh, yeah, that's what they were essentially gambling. Well, I say gambling, they'd already committed to the hard tyre at the beginning, so they yeah. were kind of stuck with it. But Because then they could have fitted for some fresh rubber and other people might have thought, uh, yeah. Uh, there was a VSC later on, but I just think it felt, mm-hmm. yeah, they were, they were trying to plan it for a different scenario later on. Yeah, because without any f- form of safety car after this, they would have had to have pitted again, which they didn't want to do, because yeah. they wanted to use the hard, so the mediums probably wouldn't have lasted to the end at that point. Yes. It did lead to some entertaining scenes of Verstappen and Perez trying to defend, even though it was futile. Yes. Which could have ended in some significant accidents, but didn't. <laughs> yes. Did we miss Perez taking out Yuki on turn one? Uh, in lap one? Oh, yeah, that. that we that kind was, of mentioned yeah. it early on, though, didn't we? Yeah. But yeah, that, 
that, that move's not on. <laughs> he, he rams it in the side of him, leaves a massive hole in the side pod, and Yuki retires on uh-huh. that one. Uh, yeah, that was uh, not even just ambitious, that was just rubbish. <laughs> desperate. <laughs> yeah. Very desperate. So the two Red Bulls are second and fourth at the restart, but uh, they're just going to go backwards at this point. And Norris tries to get Perez at turn seven, but can't make it go. He tries to go for the switchback, and Charles Leclerc gets surprised by this, runs off track, mm. and Lewis Hamilton gets passed at that point. Wasn't impressed by Charles in that move. No. Lack of foresight. Not that I could do it, just to be clear. <laughs> it, just, it just felt obvious to me that the ship that's been lined up is a cutback. Uh, yes. I mean, I... I'm not sure if he was surprised by it or or what, but yeah, it's clearly affected his braking. Yeah, he's made a mistake then. I thought, oh, he might have the inside for turn eight, but Hamilton was ahead for the braking zone. Uh-huh. Job done. Yeah, he was lucky not to lose to, I think it was Alonso as well. Mm. Very much so. George Russell gets passed for Stappen at uh, the corner. Lando Norris goes for a move on Sergio Perez, makes a move. Uh, always tries to buy into that one as well. Ooh, I thought that was going to be contact, but the overpass yeah. came at the wrong time for the for the shot. We couldn't see the end of it because it was at the road going over the top of the uh-huh. corner. Lewis Hamilton, five years ago, would have stayed there. But sensible seven-time, eight-time world champion, yeah. Lewis Hamilton, doesn't he take those risks anymore? Which uh, end up paying for him because I, I, I think if he had went alongside Perez, he'd have been in the ball. I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Perez was not given that spot up despite the fact that he was clearly going to lose it in another couple of corners. The desperation, oh, I've said it already, but the desperation he was driving mm. with this race as well. Best avoided. We'll touch upon it later on, I think. Um, and then does get Perez at outside of turn seven, but he uh, runs away on the exit. And I was just waiting for the penalty to come. Mm. And, ah. and it didn't. Mm. That was one of those, was he ahead enough that it doesn't matter? Yeah, weird. I, 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 mm. I'd like to know to the me, thinking it's... behind not a penalty there. Yeah, or at least I... we didn't even see a replay, did we, or an onboard angle of that particular incident? No. My initial made view the move was... stick. Mm. Sorry, Tom. No, no. After you. I think we're going to agree. Oh, yeah. He had made the move stick, but... He then ran wide, so it's still part of the move to me. Yeah. It's like he he was ahead regardless. He didn't need to mm-hmm. run off, but he kind of did. Mm, yeah. It was important for Lewis but, to make that move then, so it was it was one of those I thought ah, I should probably give that back, but then I think Leclerc got past Perez pretty quickly. And then mm-hmm. so yeah. there was no chance to redress it on track. But yeah, but it should have maybe been a five-second penalty that in that case. I thought so, mm. but you know, Stuart does decide to let Mercedes away with something for once. Doesn't often happen. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Alonso, Alonso is nowhere. I think he has problems with his car from the start. There's some mm. well pictures online of some damaged suspension arm. But I uh-huh. don't know whether that is actually what's causing his problem. 
There was a theory that he might have hit some of the debris from um, Sergeant at some point. Possibly. And then he he did run wide coming in the pit lane, didn't he, as well? Which gave him a penalty. Mm. uh, Which had to take during one of the VSCs later on. And then I don't know if you saw that the stop was extremely slow and then they dropped the car before the wheels were on. Yes. That might have also damaged the suspension. Especially the right rear. It went on really lopsided and was sort of jammed on there. And let's sort of force it back on again because for whatever reason the car fell to the ground with no wheels on it. Well, Brundle made the point during the race that he, he said he couldn't tell if it was the camera angle or not, but he thought Alonso's steering was right hand down. Right. But it wasn't dead straight. But he said only slightly, but that's going to make that hard to drive. I don't know what point in the race that was. That might have been after, if that was after the pit. That was later in the race. Yeah, it was after that stop. That might explain things. But certainly that's why he's fallen back initially. This bungled pit stop. Mm. Uh, which led on from him getting a penalty for running over the Bottas curb. I think Bottas did it in qualifying practice. Oh, yeah, sorry. Just, just quickly. Ast- what you meant. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Aston Martin, apart from Zandvoort, which we touched upon where Alonso got a marvellous second in the changeable condition, they, they, ha- they haven't really been anywhere of late at all anyway. No. No. It's a dramatic fall from grace which shows that the pace of development from some other teams is significantly better still. Yeah, they did bring a reasonably big upgrade. I think it was to Hungary. I'm not entirely sure, but it just didn't seem to do anything, whereas everyone else's upgrades have worked. And uh, worryingly for them, they seem to be slipping further down the point standings when other people are close. Like You have Mm -hmm. to think Ferrari and McLaren, Mercedes are all circling around. And the first half of the season you thought oh they'll be locked on for second place and like, um, I think uh, Alonso might still be oh, I think Alonso did he just lose third place in the driver's points as well this, week, this race yes I think Hamilton's now third yes mm. so um, I'd be worried but also not worried if I'm in the team and I, if they might know more than me about their 2024 car yeah they'll have, they a, might be they'll have a chance over the winter to chase Red Bull's car mm-hmm. for this year again <laughs> Very true. It'll be fine. Uh, Alonso was in a good fight with Perez and Ocon. Alonso's trying to get past Perez, uh, but it makes a mess. He's exit turn seven, ends up in a three way fight, and Ocon gets both of them. Mm, Superb from Ocon. Yeah, and a bit lousy from Alonso, really. But they both gave each other space, so that was impressive. Mm. But it was a very tight section of the track as well, which is normally not known for side-by-side action. Exactly, and it was good as well because it was one of those where you're like, I don't know who's going to come out on top here and who's going to be in the wall. No, they're all sort Uh, of fumbling around, weren't they? And I just thought, oh dear. mm, But no one crashed at that point. Um, So it was good to watch. I do think the track change, he's removing the the bit where he used to go into the grandstand this year. Mm. I do think it's made it a bit easier to race. And it just keeps the cars closer together going to the last sector. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I prefer it, but it technically is temporary. Yes, it's a temporary thing, isn't it? Because the building works nearby. Uh-huh. I would have preferred it if turn 16, um, which is the, the bit that's still from the old track, where you'd normally uh-huh. come out of the tunnel and go to yeah. Maybe they could re- keep this layout, but reprofile that a little bit, because I don't think it was it's quite wide enough or sharp enough to make it a clear overtaking opportunity. But I love the fact that you can do 
if make someone to defend into 14 the 90 degree mm-hmm. right and then have like a cutback down that king yeah that's that's very nice well the drivers lobbied for it to be a drs zone um along that straight and it was rejected by mm. four teams why was it yeah the fia was willing to do it but they needed unanimous approval from the teams I think what's called turn 15 or the left hand kink is kind of sharp. And then there's the rest long enough for DRS. Mm hmm. But. Ah, it kind of works without DRS, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Ocon's fairly decent race is over. He has to pull over at the pit exit with Mm. a gearbox issue, which is a VSC at that point. Yep. Both Mercedes rolled the dice and put for mediums. Now, sorry to interrupt, but this was a ploy that they had that in the back pocket all the time over other teams, didn't they? Because didn't yes. they do a different qualifying strategy just to save this extra set of mediums? They did. Um, so all the other teams would have had to use either fresh softs or fresh hards. Right. So they had the preferred tyre on standby, mm-hmm. and uh, that was perfectly played, I would say. It was. Russell was right up the backside of Carlos Sainz all through that middle stint, but just couldn't couldn't pass him. And I think mm. Sainz was just controlling the gap constantly. Mm. Fairly comfortable. Another race point. like Monza, where he's fighting a rear guard the whole race, basically. Mm. But he seemed comfortable, and he didn't make any mistakes. Well, but that's the key thing. Mm-hmm. Carlos Sainz normally does. Mm. even at Monza Maybe. he locked up remember yeah. yes yeah oh, that's a good point yeah yeah he did seem completely in control during this race um, and you never felt that he was being outpaced by George it's just that he was running his own race is what I always felt with Carlos there was all these team radios going on about oh make the gap smaller make the gap bigger hmm Yes, uh, it just it shows a an aptitude to that that I just can't comprehend to be able to drive quickly and cleanly and work out the strategy and play games as we'll touch upon later on about keeping Norris in DRS and all this. Yeah, yeah, mighty. While well, that's going on, Max is pitted for mediums and he's making some moves back through the pack, um, getting past Hulkenberg, Joe, got past Lawson for eighth, um, which. Watson had a little go at him for it. And uh, I think eventually got Gasly for six. Mm-mm. Which uh, later became five when uh, George Russell did a George Russell. Um, <laughs> and he nearly got Leclerc at the end. Mm. He was, he was, I was yeah. very surprised. Very surprised by that. Right up his back bumper. Yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, I know that he's on fresher tyres than most, but it shows that there's still some latent pace in that Red Bull. Hmm. They'll be back dominant in Suzuka next week. Oh, they could still be yeah, everywhere totally. this year. <laughs> Suzuka should be right up their street, I reckon. Oh, yeah, definitely. So the Mercedes catch up with uh, Leclerc. It doesn't really take them too long. Uh, they've got about 10 laps to then try and get past Leclerc and then go for the win. Russell gets undercut at turn 14 to take third, and uh, Leclerc uh, goes his. Uh, fourth, I think, at that point, to uh, mm-hmm. Lewis and the following lap. Albon is uh, off 
Was this where uh, Perez hit him? Yes. Uh, yes, I believe so. We didn't know that at the time. So, uh, have either of you seen it? Yes. Yes. So Perez does an, an F1 game launch into the, <laughs> yeah. the hairpin after the Anderson Bridge, which is never, ever, ever, ever on. And he yeah. completely clatters into the side of Alex Albon. Because I was watching the race. They didn't show it, did they? In the main race. No. And Not that I saw, no. No. And uh, the leaderboard, Albon was in the points, I think, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was fighting Lawson. All of a sudden, he went down from 10th to 14th. Uh, and I was like, mm. oh, and then they talked about it. And then, But I noticed Perez was shuffling. Some of the Hasses were going crazy up and down positions. And Lawson and Perez. And apparently Perez hit Lawson as well on the final lap, did he? I've not seen this either. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that. Uh, it's in Alex Albon post-race radio message. He says, oh, what a joke. And he did it to Lawson as well. And I don't know if he, uh, he got past Lawson in the final lap or the penultimate lap. Uh, and somehow Magnussen worked his way through. So I'd love to see. I hope, as we record, it's not there, but I hope in the best of onboards on the F1 YouTube channel mm. that they show um, the final couple of laps from that battle pack for 10th. I've only seen a quick clip of the Perez incident on YouTube by an unknown uploader, <laughs> but I'd like to see the full context. I mean, sure, for those outside UK, you've probably got F1 TV and you've seen it all. Yeah, I mean, he, he totally dives down the inside, doesn't he? And, and as Colin said, it's very F1 game-like. It's just straight into the side and then carry on. And it's it's almost as if he used the car of um, Albon to make the corner. Very fortunate that Albon's car is not destroyed. Or Perez uh-huh. hits the barrier on the left, I think, as well, on the inside, doesn't he? Um, or he's squeezed up against it. He could have ripped a wheel off there. Yeah, considering he's he'd hit a few cars already at that point. I know. It's built like a tank. Reminds mm. me of the old... Honda Integra in British touring cars. Moving on. <laughs> Alonso also has a moment. He goes straight on at uh, one of the corners and drops out of the points. And an oh, absolutely yeah. disastrous day for him. And then we get the fight for the for what they would you would think would be the win. You've got Sainz, Norris, Russell, and Hamilton on the top four, and they're all separated by just a couple of seconds. Yeah, Carl Sainz is driving at a pace which gives Norris DRS, so neither uh, near Mercedes can properly attack him. I think Lewis is saying he's got more pace. He wants to have a go himself, but Mercedes don't flip the cars. It ends up staying as is until the final lap, where George Russell makes a mistake at I think turn twelve. I think it's ten. 10. Yeah, ten. I think. It's the the old Singapore sling. Yes. Yes. He uh, he loses concentration. Norris in front skims the wall with his yes. right hand mm. wheel, and George Russell just drives into it. <laughs> Smashes his right hand side and ends up into the wall, which hands Lewis Hamilton for. And bit of a shame that George. Not, it was not ideal. Uh, did he crack under pressure, or was he just caught off guard by the Norris clipping it in front of him? Either way, the right, right rear wheel is a hefty hit against that wall. Yeah, bam! I didn't see it at first. I assumed he hit the wall, and that made him go straight in. Mm. And my first thought was, um, if he's just damaged the front wing reverse and carry on, I was thinking the same thing. Get some points, but I'm pretty sure he destroyed the rear suspension on him. I think that's yeah. probably true. 
I, yeah. I, I was when I was watching it live on TV. I saw him hit the wall, and it was one of those instant. Oh, George! Like oh. you, 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 saw, you saw the puff as it went on board with Norris. You saw him hit, touch the wall, and they go straight. And you're like, oh no, what you've done? Oh. The bad thing is, from my perspective, is I wasn't surprised when he done it. <laughs> yeah, I almost I half expected Russell to do something like that, as he was so desperate mm. to win. Because he's done it. Yes. he's done it several times before. Hmm. Both. He's a talent, but they've still got a few rough edges. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I don't know if it's concentration or what, but he's done it in Over the Williams. Weakness, he, he's done it a few times in the Mercedes. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's momentary lapse, but it's a it's an expensive one. Yeah. Bit of a shame, I thought. Points I mean, it was a thrilling final few laps. If you just think about it, there's three different teams all mm. within a second fighting for the win. And that's probably what's happened for fifth and sixth several times this year, right? But because, because it's not for the lead, you don't mm. really care that much. But when yeah, it is for the lead, you're just like, true. oh, F1 can be magical. Yeah. That was a very enjoyable Nothing against Verstappen. Yeah, just to be clear. Sorry, Sorry Colin. Sorry. Just to be clear, yeah. Nothing is for Stappen winning. We're just against anyone dominating. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, in this particular season, uh, uh, yeah. Just like to see a bit of variation. I'm actually, I know it might sound harsh, but I'm pleased that um, we now cannot get a Red Bull unbeaten season. Same. Yeah. Same, same, same. Agree. Agree. I don't know what happened to Valtteri Bottas, but he didn't finish the race either. No, uh, mechanical thing told to switch it off. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, he was on the weird well, strategy but, uh, with the Red Bulls, wasn't he? but it didn't work out. Yeah. The, um, the, the Perez incident, he did get a penalty for that, which was yeah. weird. Completely he got pointless. a five-second penalty at the end when he was uh, 14-odd seconds ahead of the car behind him. Daft. Uh, sorry, 11 seconds, I think it was. Mm, not sure I agree with that. No. But that might be how the rules are written, so... All right. Mm. But that penalty achieves nothing. So, no, exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. I'd prefer they give a grid penalty for the next race rather than that. I would I would in that scenario. So the drivers' championship, Hamilton's taking taking third. He's ten points ahead of Alonso. Sainz is kinda catching up as well. He's on one four two, Hamilton's on one eighty. I think what is kinda start on result. Is that Lando Norris is now only twelve points behind George Russell? Yeah, yeah. that's fascinating. Isn't and it? you think how bad that McLaren was at the start of the year? And you they definitely get the yes. gong for most improved. Yes, and then you think how how many problems George Russell's had and slight inconsistencies as well. I mean, there was a streak there where Hamilton was just battering him. Hmm. That uh, Eco needs to find something going. To the final few races of the season, and he was super quick again this weekend. This probably mm. weekend, and then doesn't get anything for it. Ferrari's only twenty odd points behind Mercedes and constructors. Yeah, the, apart from the uh, the top position, that's all wide open, isn't it? Yeah, I saw Kevin Magnussen thrilled with P ten, which is a bit of a shame, really. It's quite sad, but that that put some. Two points clear off Romeo now. That is vital. Hmm. Because 
scoring in the top 10 with either one of those cars is quite the challenge. Yeah. Alpha Terry got a point, which a uh, couple of points, which is might save them from uh, finishing last. As well. well, all they need is one crazy result in the rain in the last remaining races, and they they could be eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Logan Sargent's the only driver still without a point. Oh, Exc- sure about that? Excluding De Vries well. and Ricardo, I'm not counting them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the only full-time driver for a point, and uh, Liam Mawson's now ahead of him as well. As... Didn't we count Hulkenberg last year? <laughs> was it year before? I can't remember now. When he was on zero mm. all year. Yeah, moving yeah, on. True. But I, uh, as I've mentioned there, I don't think we'll see Sergeant next year. And we're uh, going to see Joe though. We are. Yes, we are. Which I was slightly surprised about. He's not mm-hmm. exactly set the world alight this year either. So that's a uh, Bottas and Joe locked in again for mediocrity next season. <laughs> yes, in the the Sauber team. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, joy. Both Mercedes have signed uh, uh, an extension as well. Yep. We were off. Uh, there's some online chat that Sonoda's going to be out at AlphaTauri next year. So yeah, he might end up in a Williams apparently. But who would who would be? In the, what is it? Allegedly Hugo Boss, or whatever <laughs> yeah. it might be. Lawson and Ricardo is the, the rumours. Mm. Mm. Perez still at Red Bull then? Yeah. As long as Red Bull are as quick as they are, Perez is here for life. <laughs> yeah. He is no threat whatsoever. That's exactly what they want. It's just, fine with Red Bull dominating again, but if you think back to the Hamilton Rosberg years, they were still pretty good. Mm. Maybe I'm looking back at rotated glasses, but at least there was a chance someone else might win a race. But at the minute, yeah. oh, I covered it. All ground, I know. <laughs> Take Lawson in there. Come on, be brave. Mind you, the way Red Bull works will probably ruin his uh, confidence and yes. be ditched within a half, half a season. I just laugh every time we'll get Aston Martin. 170 points for Alonso. <laughs> 47 for Lance. Poor. Dear, dear. Did you see the uh, the meme? I don't, I don't know where the, the shot was from, but it's like they've they've written the names, so it's Alonso F, Stroll L, and then after their names it's AST for Aston, so it, it reads Alonso fast, Stroll last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And that is accurate from the last couple of races. Well, yes, recently that, unfortunately, is true. Yeah, I do feel sorry for Stroll though because he has got pace. He just, I, I, just not got enough of it. No. Not regularly either. No, and he has been in the wars this year. His pre-season crashes. Mm. Well, his, his yeah. mid-season crashes. His lot <laughs> after the season <laughs> crashes. Season crashes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's. I can see why he missed the race. He's probably pretty battered and bruised. I'm looking. I did wonder to that as well. Break. Actually, Monaco was his. We damaged that hand. Yeah, he might have re-damaged that hand, and it might be like a secret thing. Hmm. And they don't have Hulkenberg to rely on now. Oh, so it'd be Drugovic. It, it would, in theory. I, I did see comments saying that why wasn't uh, Drugovic in ah, when Stroll no couldn't race, system. but yeah, they're not, not allowed to put someone in unless they've competed in quality, at least. Because I think hmm. you can go into quality without any practice. Oh, right, okay. Um, not ideal, because I'm sure um, DiResta did that. 
Oh, Wayne Strain in the race, yes. like half an hour. It was supposed to be on TV, and he got called like half an yeah. hour before the race started. Or the qualifying started, some... yeah. Qualifying, yeah, because uh, didn't yeah. Raikkonen get in the way of Raikkonen or something? He was yes. like, get back to TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think you can go straight into quality, but you can't go straight into a race. I completely forgotten the rest had done a race post Boss Indy. And by the final think... point on the new track layout for me was hmm. I, I do prefer it, but the but the bridge used to always catch out Adrian Sutil, and I kind of miss that. <laughs> yes. yes, they. What was it? They said a quarter of the uh, safety cars in the history of the Singapore Grand Prix were in those four corners that have been taken away. Mm, yes, interesting. The Singapore well, slang was horrendous. Oh, that was awful, but kind of. Cool. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, completely know, unsustainable. But... I understand why it's not there. <laughs> I'm not petitioning it for it to come back, unlike Dingle Dale at Brunswick. But yes, I'd love that back. It was there was that madness that that was ever approved. I know. Here's three ramps that point towards a wall. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> yeah. I remember the excuse as well was that they had to have that there because there was a curb on the outside, like a pavement curb. And I'm like, mm. you're spending like forty million to build an F1 track. <laughs> sand down the curb and relay it the week after the race <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not an immovable object hey, come on boys <laughs> so we're in the home straight now there is seven races left oh doesn't it feel like so long <laughs> yes Still. so we've got Japan this Vegas. weekend yeah Japan this weekend then Qatar we're back there mm. then United States for Kota Followed by Mexico, Brazil, then Las Vegas, the penultimate race of the season before finishing because that makes in Abu Dhabi. Of not of having not having the two North America, uh, United States races back to back. Yep. Yeah, we're not having all three of them back to back as well. Oh well, that's a good point. Yeah, Miami as well. Yep. So we've got an eight. We've got what five races in uh, North and South America in a row. Four. Yeah, get the terminology Four. correct. Yes, North and South, uh, before Abu Dhabi. But yeah, we're nearly there. Seven more to go, and a couple more in the touring cars. Yep, Silverstone this weekend. Yes. Whoop, whoop. Yes, I'll see it when I get home next week. Enjoy the yes. roads. <laughs> I will. And uh, yeah, I'll let you guys decide if you're doing a podcast next week. <laughs> so, Sweet. Um, any more from this week or any of the previous races that we missed? Ah, uh, just oh, not from me other than it. off to go make a pizza. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Right, thank you guys again for your time. Thank you everyone who downloads and listen. Uh, viewership is growing or listenership, whatever. Well done. And uh, <laughs> please share it if you can. Thank you very much. Congrats to Fernando Alonso for getting another meaningless statistic. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, what was it now? 100,000 kilometers or something. Yes, in a race situation. Oh. <laughs> Crofty would love it. He did. Uh, it was Crofty that said it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He fumbled over his words as he normally does. So well done, him. <laughs> and uh, yes, <laughs> we'll be back with Japan. So see you then. Bye. See you then. See you then.